Welcome to the Minister's Friend podcast with pastor and author Dr. John Kimball. The Minister's Friend is a podcast helping pastors and other church workers navigate the challenges of leading the flock. John has been a church planter, a local church pastor, a seminary professor, and a denominational leader. He coaches and mentors pastors and missionaries around the world. Drawing on over 30 years of experience in local, regional, and national ministry, John and some of his colleagues provide practical guidance on the topics you request. We are so glad you've joined us. And now, here's our host, Pastor John. Thank you, Anna. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Minister's Friend Podcast. Today, we start a new podcast interview addressing one of the most common questions we receive. How do we re-engage men in the life and ministry of the local church? I talk to pastors all the time who express their concern at how the number of men participating in church life is diminishing. I also talk to men who have lost their zeal for the church, but not necessarily for her mission. We live in interesting times. I'm really excited to introduce my friend Dr. Pete Alwinson to all of you. Pete and I will be discussing this important issue over the next several episodes. Pete is the founder and lead teacher of FORGE, an exciting and fast-growing men's ministry here in metropolitan Orlando. Pete is a pastor that has a particular passion to reach men, and God has blessed that ministry. Forge now meets with groups in three locations at three different times during the week. Hundreds of men gather together for solid biblical teaching, fellowship, and some of the best talk around the table I've ever experienced. And yes, full disclosure, I'm one of those men. I have some key things to say in summary as we close out this episode. But first, come and join Pete and me as we sit in one of our local sandwich shops and talk about men and the local church. Well, I'm here with Pete Alwinson, founder and teacher of the Forge Men's Ministry in Greater Orlando. It's a fast-growing men's ministry, very exciting. Pete, I am so happy to have you on the Minister's Friend Podcast. It's good to be with you, John. Appreciate you big time, man. Yeah. Good to have you. So tell us about Pete Alwinson. Yeah, born and raised in Southern California. Uh, family, uh, normal suburban family, but it, uh, experienced a divorce when I was 10. And uh, so grew up in that kind of uh, church context. One of the few kids in a church uh, from a divorced family. So that was unique. But uh, met my wife at Biola College and then went to Trinity Evangelical Divinity School in Chicago. And uh, then... Uh, uh, served a church in New England, and then came down to Orlando, Florida, and planted a church where I've been for a lot of years now, 30-plus. Yep. yep, it's a great church. Mm. Um, so I think our, many people in our audience probably know about Man in the Mirror. Yeah. Um, but they probably don't know about Forge. Tell us a little bit about Forge and its relationship with uh, Man in the Mirror. Well, we kind of call ourselves the uh, rogue uh, ministry of Man in the Mirror. We're kind of an independent thing focused here uh, in Orlando. And our, our desire is to build great men as God defines greatness. And uh, we just want to be an arm of the church, discipling men, uh, developing men for the work of uh, advancing the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Amen. Tell me, what gave you the passion for men? Yeah, you know, it really did come out of my story. And as I said earlier, uh, having a family that was divorced, I found even as a young Boy Scout with a lot of other guys, men in the leaders who were, um, who were role models, uh, but I never had a role model in the home. And so 
early on, I was trying to figure out what does it really mean to be a man. I think a lot of guys go through that. Mm-hmm. Mine was pretty intentional. What what is a man? And um, then in high school, I was discipled by uh, our youth pastor and um, began to think in terms of manhood and, and realized in early college that manhood and discipleship following Jesus Christ was connected, deeply connected, that as I grew as a man uh, in Christ, I was actually growing in a ma- as, as a man. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what a lot of the younger guys that were in my youth group that I was discipling, I realized they have the same problems I did. Mm. We didn't know what it meant to be a man. Uh, and a lot of guys now, when I speak to men, I find that like out of 100, maybe 10 had a great earthly father experience. I don't know what your story was, but my, most men do not have a good earthly father experience. And, and so they've got, they've got to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And our culture is presenting so many different models of masculinity. In fact, one of the models is blurring the lines mm-hmm. uh, between mm-hmm. the genders, mm-hmm. which makes it increasingly difficult for men in the church to figure it out. Yeah. I, I'm one of the 10% that had the, the really good dad and uh, taught me a lot, and uh, I'm very thankful for that. Yeah. Didn't appreciate it until I was a father myself, mm. you know, but looking back on it now, I see what a blessing it was that I had. And that doesn't surprise me, knowing you mm-hmm. and seeing how you relate, you exhibit mm-hmm. um, the signs that you were well-developed. Yeah. So one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the podcast is because many of our listeners have been expressing a concern, and it's a concern that I share, that it seems hmm. like today men are less and less involved in the life and the ministry of the church. Mm. Yeah. And uh, as I began to, to process this with folks, I just thought, man, you know, you were probably one of the best people to get on the podcast mm. to address this because I'm, I'm watching what's happening yeah. with Forge. I'm a, just for full disclosure, I'm a part of the Forge ministry. I'm yeah. there every week on Tuesdays. And we're glad you are. Well, thank you. And, and, uh, but I see what's happening with the men at Forge. Mm-hmm. But even with the men at Forge, there's a lot of gray hair in the room. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and I'm thankful for that, but I'd like to see some younger guys. Mm-hmm. How, what do you think is happening that that men are sliding away from the life and the ministry of the church? Yeah, yeah. Let me let me say this also that in our other two sites, downtown Orlando and in Longwood, which is Thursday morning, uh, one one of the men from the uh, Oviedo site was at Longwood this morning and he said, Hey, there's a lot more younger guys here Mm -hmm. and we do have them at the other two sites, which is a good thing. I think that, um, I appreciate you dealing with this and I, and, and I'm sure that I don't have all the answers. I can give you my, my input on this as a pastor, as a church planting pastor for 30 years. Um, because my calling not only was to advance the gospel, but to develop men, we built a church that was intentionally structured around building men. Mm. Mm. So we built the man code into the church. Uh, and I think a lot of churches today don't have a man code. Mm. And even though mascul- there are multiple masculinities offered out there, uh, churches today struggle to know to build their own men. I think mm-hmm. that's one reason why we're losing men to the church is that pastors are not intentionally discipling and developing their men. I would agree. Yeah. yeah. And and 
you get that as a church planter and as a pastor yourself. You see the importance of that. So many, and I've asked pastors, I've done seminars with pastors alone. All right, why aren't we discipling our men? And they're very honest, and they say, number one, I wasn't discipled. Yep. Number two, seminary didn't teach me how to do it. Yep. Number three, I don't feel as comfortable around men as I do around women. Yep. What a disclosure. Yeah, yeah. Um, the church, the, many churches have a stronger female code that the men just come to, and so the pastor feels comfortable leading the women and the men that happen to, to fit into that. Yeah. So those are some of the reasons uh, that we we are finding. And because programming in many churches does not directly appeal to men, mm-hmm. there, is, there is this message sent, men are, um, w- women, children are wanted, men are tolerated. Mm. Men, we want your money. Mm. But, but, but we're not really here for you. And so there is a... Not not every church, John. I'm not saying this, but uh, there is a feminization in the church that is growing stronger, and uh, many men are drifting away from it. Um, there's a book written called "The Feminization of the Church" that documents historically that this process actually began in the Middle Ages. Wow! And so, I, and and what we see in American culture today is the you know, books like. Um, the End of Men and the Rise of Women that Hannah Rosen wrote in 2012 mm-hmm. really says that we are in a post-male culture. Wow. It, that's astonishing. Yeah. Uh, and there are many others that, that can be listed that are in that. Um, Man Up, Manning Up, Kay Himowitz, um, basically says that because of the, 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 the loss of many middle-class jobs, men have lost their leading ability in the families in America. And I think that's absolutely true. Many of those jobs that got shipped off offshore. Mm-hmm. And, but that means when a man is, doesn't have the ability to, to provide for his family, his role diminishes. Mm. Um, so we're seeing the changing role in American culture. Uh, two out of three graduates from college are, are women. Mm-hmm. Now there are more female PhDs mm-hmm. than men. Mm-hmm. That is new yeah. in recent years. How, how, much, how much of this do you think is, uh, certainly there's some that's driven by agenda, right? You know, mm-hmm. but how much of this do you think may be being exacerbated by abdication by men kind of walking away from their responsibilities? No, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Um, um, who's to blame? Well, we all are. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think it goes back to the Garden of Eden. Mm. Um, where, that's where it really started. Go after the man from the satanic perspective, mm. and you take down the woman and the children, and eventually, historically, God's people wow. and the church. Wow. So, so the attack on men has is really first and foremost yeah. spiritual. Yeah. And so we do become more passive, yeah. and we have become more passive, and it's a spiritual trait. Um, we, we men have to own that. Yeah. Uh, we can't blame these other sources. We, when we wake up to where we're at, I, I was one of those underdeveloped men. Mm-hmm. And at some point early in college, as I was discipled, I said, all right, I can either blame my dad, blame my family, and become a whiner, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or I can say... I've got to own who I am right now. Yeah. And I think in Christ, because of the grace of the gospel, we can do that. We can say, this is who I am. Now, Lord Jesus, develop me. 
I don't know about you, but I've seen a pattern for many years. Men are just not connecting with local churches like they used to. They're not nearly as resistant to the idea of Jesus as Savior and Lord as they are about participating in church life. There's a growing disconnect regarding the importance of being active in a local congregation. And I think Pete does a really good job of identifying some of the reasons. First, churches do not intentionally disciple men. Pete talked about having the man code in his church, making the discipleship and development of men a priority. I don't have any statistics, but I can tell you that I've seen the difference with my own eyes. Churches that make mentoring and discipleship of men a priority have a higher involvement of men, and the spiritual maturity and Christ-like character of those men is noticeably stronger. Second, churches do not program specifically for men. Pete points out that most church programming is designed for everyone but men, children, teens, women. Men often conclude that all the church wants from them is their money, or maybe their skill and muscle on a workday. Churches need to begin developing ministries, studies, and other programs specifically for the men of the church. But this typically falls on the pastor to create, which brings us to our next three points about the pastors. You see, most pastors were not intentionally discipled themselves, so many admit they really don't know how to disciple others, especially other men. Second of all, seminaries typically don't prepare pastors for this kind of discipleship and ministry to men either. Sadly, way too many pastors graduate from their theological education, understanding their doctrine and biblical languages, but not having been taught how to take that important knowledge and use it to mentor and disciple men. Finally, many pastors admit they actually feel uncomfortable with the idea of investing in men the way that we're describing. The idea of a man code may look different from congregation to congregation, but the purpose is always the same, to recruit, disciple, mentor, and otherwise invest in men so they are not just participants in the life of the church, but they are well-prepared warriors for the mission of King Jesus. As Pete says, real manhood and discipleship are directly related. Next week, we return to my interview with Pete and tackle one of the most critical topics of this series, helping men to find their identity in Christ. Please join us for this important segment. Switching subjects for a moment, would you do me a favor? If you find the Minister's Friend podcast to be a blessing, would you take some time right now and subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you listen? Subscribing actually helps us out a lot. And if you're so inclined, please also consider leaving us a review. Finally, would you please tell your friends, your pastor, and others about the podcast? We don't have an advertising budget, so your word-of-mouth recommendation on our behalf in conversation and also on social media is a big blessing. It's truly the only way we can grow our audience. I'm so glad you were with us for today's episode. I hope you found it insightful. Thank you for joining us here on the Minister's Friend Podcast. Let's do this again real soon. You've been listening to the Minister's Friend Podcast with pastor and author John Kimball. Be sure to check out today's show notes for additional tools, resources, and information. If today's episode has been helpful to you, let us know. You can shoot us an email at podcast at johnrkimball.com. That's podcast at johnrkimball.com. You can also leave a note on our Facebook page, 
These are also the best ways to suggest topics for future shows. We want to hear from you. And please tell your friends about us. Until next time, may God bless you and your ministry with great fruit for His kingdom. Bye!